Welcome everyone to episode 64 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and just talk about video games. I'm Dan Lamarca. As always, I'm joined by Dan Dufernoy. Hello. And Shelby White. How are we doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. I'm playing some really fun games, so nice. I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, That's the benchmark. All we could ask for. For us, a little, you know, I like to say this a little peek behind the curtain. I always say it for some reason. Uh, it's been three weeks instead of two weeks for us. So I have some games to touch on. On the last episode, I talked about They Are Billions. Um, I beat one of my campaigns. Nice. Uh, did you know? I was very happy with how it went. Been playing a little bit more, um, but put it on the back burner. Just want to mention that. I also say Griftlands. Uh, remember last time I was talking about like you know how much do I want to play of this in early access? How much do I want to wait until right. it's done? Yeah, because you were really enjoying it. Yeah, so I got to a very natural stopping point on one of my runs. I was doing really good, and it kind of like there's an end where it's like, hey, there's more, <clears throat> but this is where this is what we're up to now. So it felt good for me to be like, okay, I can put it down, you know, and and they, they're updating it a lot and adding new cards and doing a lot of stuff with it. Um, I just, for me, I'm not the person, I did the same thing with Hades, played a ton of it, f- you know, figured out, hey, I love this game. And then I was like, okay, don't want to like ruin it for myself. Right. I'm just going to stop there. Um, so I'm doing that with Grifflands. Cool. Uh, Smart. Yeah, still absolutely, you know, love both of those games, and, and I'm happy with them. Um, other things, so w- one thing I do want to dive into before we get into the two new games that we've been playing, um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Oh, we can play more of that? So before Fire Emblem and Wolfenstein came out, I didn't really have anything to play at the time. You know, I, I got to that stopping point in Grifflands. I, was, I beat a campaign in They Are Billions. So I was like, let me just jump back in and play a little bit. And I played, I'm probably about like eight to ten hours in. Okay. I am much higher on it now. Okay. I still, my my criticisms still stand true. I still think that it's too reliant on the older games it, to, uh, to a fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, you know, seeing some of the abilities you get, seeing some of the, you know, f- bosses and stuff... I've really enjoyed what I played. I don't love the game. I'm not like, you know, hey, Castlevania. And it's, and it's getting a lot of high praise. That's the thing, too. Right. And I think that's basically like, hey, if you really are obsessed with Castlevania and you just want to play another one of those, like, I, I see why people are, like, oh, are really, really these. into it. Yeah. But that's what I'm telling you. Like, there's something to the fact that. that genre is like adapting and growing Mm -hmm. and this game wants no part of it you know what i mean it's just funny because like i feel like in every whenever anybody talks about they say like oh man it's like symphony of the night and i feel like it's not yeah it's doing its own thing in a way but at the same time it's It's like you said it's relying and there's there's a character on a shirt that you're wearing right in front of me that i feel like is probably the Mm -hmm. best castlevania game that hollow night hollow night that i feel like is the best but that's an, that's what I and, and I mentioned it when we first started playing Bloodstained too. It's I mentioned Hollow Knight because like Hollow Knight is an example of we are making that kind of game, but it's new and different mm-hmm. and changing a lot of things right. and and tweaking different things. Bloodstained isn't changing anything. No, like not anything. No, you know, like I, I and it's it. But I've come to. Basically, when I first started playing this game, and we talked about it, I was like, hey, it's it's doing the Symphony of the Night thing, but it's not as good. In this, I'm like, okay, it's actually a really good one of those. Like, I'm not saying it's Symphony of the Night necessarily, but it's a really good one of those mm-hmm. the more I play of it. But that's all it is, you know? And so, for me, that's not enough. Like, I will probably finish this game by the end of the year because I am enjoying my time with it, and it's nice to, like... Hey, you know, I'm not playing anything right now. Let me jump yeah, back in. Yeah, you can in. pick up, go a little blast a little from bit. the past. Yeah, and it's been good. It's just, I, you know, like I said, my criticisms still stay the same, but I am definitely higher on it than I was. Did I you meet say. my favorite character, Todd, yet? Todd, of course. <laughs> I'm a good killer barber. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most. There's so much corny, weird shit in this game, and that is the worst. There. Uh, I mean, it's hilarious, but it's ridiculous. It's literally there's a there there's an enemy type called a killer barber, 
and it's basically Edward Scissorhands. Like, they have big scissors for hands. And they, like, you know, come at you, whatever. So you fight a bunch of these guys, and then you get to this point, and you have this interaction <laughs> with... And he basically says, like, he's a good... His name's Todd. Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd. Yeah, Sweeney Todd. Killer, Killer Barber. Barber. Plus Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Johnny Depp. And so he <laughs> says, uh, like... You know, I'm a good killer, Barbara. I don't want to hurt you. And then she was like, how am I supposed to believe you? And he's like, look at you. He's like, you can kill me at any moment. <laughs> he's like, well, you don't have to believe me. Just kill me if you don't. Uh, and so he is cursed to perform 666 unique hair hairstyles. Yeah, so he can change your hair color <laughs> so and your can, hair uh, So he can be free of his curse. That's that's pretty funny. It's so funny, <laughs> but it's like so stupid. And I still am like I'm serious about this. The game <laughs> is like really ugly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good, it doesn't play good. It's stiff. Like didn't they change it too? Remember when it came out? Like their first showing, doesn't it? Yeah, did, they doesn't changed. it look different now than it did? Yes, it looked really bad when. <laughs> oh, it, oh, I like, didn't know really if it bad. like looked good, and then they, they changed it. And people all, don't like it. All they no. did was they kind of cel shaded it. Yeah, like oh, they made right. it a little prettier. Okay, but it's still I not just, pretty enough. So you know what it is? It's solid like, five out of ten. But I <laughs> like the design of like I think the enemy design and like their moves and stuff. I mm -hmm. actually really like like smart design. Okay. It just doesn't look good at all. You know, yeah, like, in the in the story and the dialogue, and not that you go for that for Castlevania games because Symphony of the Night is terrible dialogue. But yeah, at this oh, it's bad. It's yeah. but like bad. I don't know, I don't know. And I'll also for say, twenty years past the it, boss like Super fights? Mario Sunshine bad or <laughs> probably. Well, I'm it's that, a different. It's you're a different, talking about though. way it's different like, kinds of yeah, different way. Just, just making a joke. This, uh, <laughs> hi son, get in this tub. <laughs> that oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. all time <laughs> that's actually the word that game that, that actually ruined that game honestly oh, i bad. enjoyed that game was ruined long before that. End, <laughs> oh man uh no but uh, what i want to say is the boss fights in that game in bloodstained the problem that i have with them and it's a similar problem in symphony is that like certain items and weapons like allow you to just kind of cheese the bosses right and it's not like in a fun way because they're not hard really. So like rather than like learning the pattern and like dodging and stuff, like I find myself a lot of times just like running up to them and just hitting them, hitting them, hitting them, right, and, and taking a hit yeah. and then moving back and then hitting them, hitting them. Like it's just not enjoyable. Like the boss fights I have not found particularly fun, you know? Yeah. No, neither have I. And I wonder if it's just honestly been... I don't know. I feel like Symphony if it's just has like a lot of that issue too, though. I will say they have a lot of bosses in Symphony of the Night, mm -hmm. and some of them are just like, "Hey, I'm just gonna slash this guy a bunch, and right. it's over." And then you're good. And some of them are are unique, and you have to do a certain thing. You know, like it, it varies. But yeah. I found that in Curse of the Moon, Bloodstain is that what it called? Curse of the Moon, Ritual of the Night. No, Curse. Oh, the the original one. Yeah, I'm sorry, the one for Curse that of was the last Moon. year. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, in that one, I feel that the boss fights were like fun and yeah. unique, and you had to Very like Castlevania, and, and it reminded me more of like a Shovel Knight, mm -hmm. where Shovel Knight takes Castlevania and those kind of games and takes them forward. Yeah, Curse of the Moon kind of felt like that. This I feel feels like, say it's just like, like it's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? I think it's a problem. We're twenty years past Symphony of the Night, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, that. It doesn't make symphony. That's not me looking back and saying, "Wow, Symphony of the Night is not good anymore." It's me looking back and being like, "That game is allowed to be in a time capsule because it came out at that time." Well, that's the thing. If you this took, game came out today, if you took you know, Metal Gear Solid or Ocarina of Time or the original Mario, put it out today, and like you put it out today, you'd be like, "What?" But like, it's one of those things that you know we have all these games because they stand on the shoulders of those games. But if you put those games out just you know to the t yes you know you play the original mario brothers and you're like well okay like but yeah and there are certainly exceptions to that but i think in general you can still look back on a game and say that's an amazing game and i'll play it today and i still like i played symphony of the night two years ago or something mm -hmm. and was like hey this game fucking rules like it's awesome mm -hmm. but it's also you're factoring in the fact that it's 20 years old right, and exactly. you're going back and playing it right whereas when this game comes out now there's no excuse, you know what I mean? Like, there's no rationale that you can say, like, oh, you know, that th that's why this game is very stiff and yeah. janky and whatever. But yeah, yeah. Honestly, uh, this is what I'm saying. I now put this game like, okay, I enjoy it. It's a good game. 
you know, if, if it if it was super polished and felt really good and whatever, I might be talking it up a lot more. But all of its uh, all of its low points kind of detract from the things that I do like about it. Yeah, agreed. I'm with that you on sucks. that one. So that's Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Uh, now we have two games uh, that have come out since our last podcast that um, we have played quite a bit of. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's uh, get one out of the way first. <laughs> uh, the best part about this is I haven't touched this game. Oh, you haven't touched it at all? No. Okay. Because I've been so deep into Fire Emblem. Okay. So we were talking about Wolfenstein, Youngbloods. Yes. Is it Youngbloods or Young Blood? Youngblood. Just singular. Yeah, you're thinking of that song. Young blood, and you want. I think he's <laughs> just thinking singular. that there's two of them. <laughs> oh, <is that? laughs> yeah, there is two of them. It, it's definitely young. I think blood. it's just young blood. Yeah, okay. just young blood. Okay, Wolfenstein, young blood. Um, this game came out, I believe, the twenty. It came out the same day that Fire Emblem. Same came day out. as Fire same Emblem, twenty six or something. What a 25th? day! July twenty six. Um, because I've been waiting for this game for so long. I'm yes. just so uh, excited. For so this let's game. talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. I've read a lot about it. Okay. Um. I have the game. I bought it. Okay. We initially, you know, we were gonna play it another peek behind the curtain. Uh, this was going to be a series was me and Dan were going to play it together. And then we bought it and we were like, oh, there's no local co-op. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only online. That's a problem. Um, so we, we scratched that, but it ended up working gotta out. You got to have a because, land party. <laughs> yeah. I know. But it ended up working out because uh, apparently so, Dan's not enjoying the game. Well, so what's frustrating about it is Wolfenstein 2, and I'm sure we've talked about it. I think we talked about it when it just came out. We might have just started the show when it was coming out. Wolfenstein 2 It was, was definitely, I think it was our second episode, was about Wolfenstein. Seriously, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, the new is Colossus, one of my favorite yeah. games of all time, purely like story-wise. Like just mm-hmm. the, the ins and outs and the intricacies. It felt like, like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like it was yeah. just the most, like, I was just, it was just absolutely, better than a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was just so, like, I can't even describe, like, the moments and the story beats of that game. And so I was so hyped for Wolfenstein Youngblood. And everything that I love, so this is, the, this is a, what I've, blanket statement. Everything that I loved about Wolfenstein 2 is missing from Youngblood. And everything that I didn't like about Wolfenstein is heightened that's not, that's not a good in Youngblood. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Um, so the only things these have in common are a good name yeah so <laughs> well whole, tell me what it yeah. does so have in common. The, the whole thing in this game it's set 19 years after the events of new colossus you find out that bj blaskowitz actually killed hitler and i would love to like play a game about that but anyway, i have a feeling we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get that game so anyway so he, he kills hitler and now he but he's like in hiding and you see in the beginning and this isn't spoiling anything in the beginning um, he's training his two daughters to fight just in case there's another Nazi invasion, but he goes missing. So the daughters go to, they figure out, they deduce that he's he's locked away somewhere. This place called Lab X in France. Like so, captured, locked away? Or? Like, yeah, like he's captured. Oh, okay. They don't know where he is. The Nazis found him. And all the training that they've done, it's like time to go find their dad. So they go to Paris, uh, Nazi-occupied Paris, um, to find their dad. And that is... That is it. That is purely the the story. And I've gotten far enough now. How that, far in are you? Um, how far would I... I mean, I don't know. Maybe if, if I say maybe 12, 15 hours really? into it. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. think it was that long. So this is why it's that long. So this is what's, <laughs> this is what's wrong with this game. It's really, really frustrating. Uh-huh. So first off, the, sto- the story... And I've even read up on the story. There's not much more to it than what I know. Mm-hmm. Um... What was cool about Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, is there's this main world hub where you meet all these characters, and yeah. each of these characters have these really interesting backstories and all these interesting you know, quests for you to do. This game has none of that. They just throw you into, there's this hub, um, there's this lady and her husband or lover, whoever, who are running it. Um, I won't spoil anything that happens with mm-hmm. them, but um, none of them are interesting. None of them are, are intriguing, and mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it, because I wanted to love this game so much. I don't even think B.J. Blazkowicz's daughters are as interesting as they could have mm. made them. I feel like they could have really done something so much more with them, but they kind of just turned them into this... It's the 80s, and they kind of just turned them into these sort of... 80s incarnate? Uh, you know, remember Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles? Like, they tried to make them like that, where, you know, they're just like, hey, dude, come on, let's go in there and get them cowabunga, like, just things like that. And it just it feels... It kind of doesn't... I know they're going for the 80s, but it kind of doesn't mm-hmm. gel well with with 
at least what I was expecting right. um, from New Colossus. So the reason why this game's taking so long is when I say it heightens the issues from previous Wolfenstein games are, um, yeah, the combat's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of guns, but um, what they do now is there's these sort of checkpoints in that you can't do a, miss, a mission until you level up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. So it's really frustrating when you first start the game and you got to find out about this place called Lab X. And what happens is they say, okay, well, you got to become level 20 in order to even do that. So you got to do all these random side missions that are all the same of you just running into an area, really shooting a bunch of enemies. Do you have to do the same mission over and over again, or is it... Each mission feels like the same mission over not, and over it's again. Not yeah. the same it's mission, not actually It's not actually the same mission. One mission will be like, oh, can you go into you know underground and you know release? You but know, it's, it seems like the same thing. Like exactly. no matter what the situation is. See, that's because it kind of sounds like I wouldn't have a problem with. Hey, you need to be level twenty to get this information or go further. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Okay. But if you are doing the same type it's of side the same mission, sort of like that's so sucks. it'll be like okay, so you know one of our colleagues is trapped in you know a Nazi occupied hospital. Go yeah. save them. And that happens a thousand times. And yeah. then there's, you know, a thousand times, oh, you have to go yeah. underground. The Nazis are putting chemicals into our water. Do that. But you need to do those things. In order to in level order up. In order yeah, to yeah. level up to do, you know, a story mission. Yeah. Which isn't even interesting anyway. And where it gets that's frustrating. The, that's the real problem. Yeah. Because I don't hate, like Shelby said, I don't hate the idea of it being like, hey, here are these different missions you can do in whatever order. You just need to get to level 20 yeah. to do it. And then if the missions are interesting. It's not. But it's not. But also, yeah. Also, like you're just saying, like, even if the missions weren't that interesting, at least the intrigue of what you want to learn or how to go further, you say, is not even interesting. That's, the, that's the problem. That, see, that would totally put me so off. So I do want to well, say, you know? first off, the maps. I like the maps. I like, like the, the layouts. I like them? the layouts. I like the very. You know, Arcane did some work on this, yeah, which yeah, yeah. are the people that did Dishonored yes. and Prey. So it feels like that a little bit. Where like the maps okay. are very, very interesting. There's a cool. There's cool new things that you didn't have from the last game. Um, like contraptions, you mean? Yeah. So like, there's cool new guns and there's cool new abilities. You have this kind of mech suit that you wear. Um, at the end of New Colossus, you do eventually get into a mech suit that can do some of these abilities. Yeah. Uh, Ka- Caroline. What's what's the the main girl in the beginning of two that gets she was wearing the suit oh yeah she had the suit okay so Catherine you, Caroline what was her I name I forget her name honestly I can replay that game Caroline I might just go back and replay that game but Start, um, starts with the that's the suit you're talking about that's the suit you're talking about so you the get, one with you know, it's like little independent it's like little uh, armor pieces yeah, that combine into one so big armor exactly. and it like moves with you and stuff yes yeah. yes 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 the older lady yeah. who gets killed so anyway what's um, name yeah, so anyway, you get to, you know, it can gives you these boost jumps and jetpacks and thrusters and all these cool things. The map layouts are awesome, but it just, it gets monotonous where you'll have a horde of like a hundred enemies and you'll, you know, you just go in there because there's no way to, yeah. you can stealth kill maybe three and then everybody gets alerted and you're just mowing them down. You know, it's like, what's the... What it would be cool if more of them were like... Oh, this one you have to do stealth or something. Just a little switch up from what you're saying. Like yeah. obviously I haven't played there's, it. But. There's a term that I hear for these sort of games. It's like called like bullet sponging or things like that. Where well, it's just, bullet sponge is when like some an enemy just takes a lot of damage. So okay, over and over so again. it's you're just shooting these enemies and yeah. they just keep randomly respawning. And then this is what's even worse is you'll go do your checkpoint and then when you leave. All those enemies that you destroy just come back. It's just yeah. constantly respawning do enemies. You, where do you gain experience by killing enemies specifically, or do you gain experience by completing missions? Like uh, both, to level up? both, both, both. So you can get you get experience points, you get money by completing missions. But when you kill enemies, you level up. Okay. Um, and it's one of those things where even if you put the game on the lowest difficulty, which I had to do for Wolfenstein Two, yeah, on the easiest difficulty. I mean, if you're still not leveled up enough for a mission. It, it it's it's practically impossible and the one difference thing is is now i haven't been playing with any real person i play with the ai so i guess it's kind of fun Do you get to pick who you play as? you get to play, pick as you play as there's really not a difference other than their hair color honestly that's, oh, i thought one of them was had stealth armor and the other one that's the, so oh maybe i've only played as one i've only played as the the brunette i believe her name's jess yeah jess and so i've been playing as 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 jess um and it's just it's just honestly very monotonous and it's actually getting boring and i've never th- i never that's bad yeah. i never honestly thought that i would feel this way because i was super excited for this game yeah um like i said the map layout's are really really interesting it is a cool mechanic where if you each you and your sister you get you share three lives and when you get hit and your health goes down to zero 
um, you can call out for help. You go like down, but not out. Right. So if your sister can come and help you, you don't lose one of those lives. But if mm. she gets damaged down to zero while you do, you each lose a life. So it's a shared three like lives. That's, a con- that's common. And know? it's and it's yeah. a cool thing. I'm sure if we if you know we played together. Well, that's or something what I was like gonna. A, a yeah. big thing I was gonna ask you was, do you think that a lot of your problems with the game would be due to AI? Not play. not due to AI, yeah. but do you think it would be better if I played with someone? Yeah. Uh, no, because then it would, it would honestly we'd just be playing Call of Duty, you know, one of the ma- maps together. We'd be having fun. It'd be like, oh, let's just do a level and out with your friend. hang out with your yeah. friend and let's, you know, try to figure out how to get down. But that doesn't change how the enemies, game is. But yeah. honestly, as a what I wanted from this game, it's it doesn't it's it's not the Wolfenstein game. That well, the I problem wanted. the the main problem with that is when they were pitching this game and showing trailers and stuff. Like they showed that scene in the beginning where they get their first kill or whatever, yeah. and the one throws up and whatever. Like yeah. it was a whole. And so they're trying to frame it as this big, you know, story, story yeah. focused experience, and it doesn't sound like it is yeah, at all. Yeah, no, it's unfortunately that's the thing. Everything that I wanted, everything that I, I everything that I loved about Wolfenstein Two, and everything I wanted from this game, it it doesn't have that. And well, just, that's okay because here at Circle Back Gaming, we have a uh, nomination at the end of the year for most disappointing most game. Disappointing I thought game, about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's on that level, huh? <laughs> it's on that level. Well, that's because. I love Wolfenstein you, you were 2 so, so much, hyped up for it, yeah. and I was yeah, so well, that's ex- what it was. I, I was so excited to, to play this game yeah. because yeah. I, I love the Wolfenstein games, and I, I just I, I, you know, I'm not a game developer, or I'm not a game writer, but I just first off, the two characters alone, I feel like they could have <laughs> because because like, they seriously they could have like done something so yeah. important and something so mm-hmm. uh, you know cool with these two characters, and they kind of just reduce them to a right. shell of just yeah. this. 80s nostalgia you know here's just someone to play as and then even the the cutscenes, i i don't know so it's, was this game marketed as is this a, its own short game is it dlc like so it's a standalone game right yeah you can buy it without owning any of the others no okay. but it's a 30 dollar game not a 60 dollar uh, game nice so that's why you were surprised when he said 12 to 15 hours sort yes of thing? yeah right. i am surprised by that mm-hmm but, but that's but that's honestly why because it's just been constant leveling up, mm-hmm. you know, enemies, and then it takes you know so let's just say it takes an hour just to get to the main story beat. Then you got to go. What happens is your main hub is under the subways, so you come out of the subway. There's your map, and then to get back, you got to go yeah. through the subway. Um, I, mean, games, I feel like if they if it didn't force you to level up in order to move the story along, you probably could just kind of cruise through it. it yeah. prob- as far as as long as the story is, mm-hmm. it's just the Did, grinding that probably puts you in that. Does each mission have a level requirement, or it's just that final mission? Um, so the story missions, all the all the main all story, the story missions. missions so the side quests you can do any right. at your leisure, but the story missions require a okay. certain interesting a certain level. Well, that's said here. Sounds like Wolfenstein Youngblood is a big disappointment. It is a disappointment. Um, I'm still gonna. Have, I have to try it. I want not, you to not try it. Not only do I need to try it from my own, uh, you know, curiosity, but even with the scant story details that there are, I need to know this stuff before. Well, so that's the thing the too. Third there's, one comes out. There's, you know? there's maybe, there's so there's a bunch of side missions, and then there's only a few actual story beat missions. But even completing those, at the end of the day, it's just not. Yeah. You it's know, just not doing it. It's just not doing it. All right. But that's just my humble opinion. Well, I could that's, be wrong. Well, that's Wolfenstein Youngblood. Um, be curious here. Yeah, opinions. probably on the next episode I'll, I'll have more opinions curious on what that. what you guys think. Uh, the reason I don't have any is because <laughs> I've played 37 hours of Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> oh, wow. I've only played three. <laughs> <laughs> well, together uh, you guys make 40, and that's a nice <laughs> even number. <laughs> um, I love this game. It's so, so good. Have you played any of the other Fire Emblem games? Yes. I really only have extended experience with Awakening. Okay. Um, I played a couple of the older ones just like out of curiosity. Didn't play them much. Mm-hmm. Awakening, I played it's in its entirety. I absolutely loved it. That's the one on 3DS that came out like 2013, yeah, 14, something like that. And then recently it was just Conquest, Birthright. Uh, that was yeah, that's... Oh, what was that called overall? There was, a, there was three of them. Yeah. Oh shit, that's my gonna drive me nuts. Not. My sister's a huge fan. Um, but yeah, those games I skipped because I had read enough about them that I was like, you know, it doesn't sound like it's doing mm-hmm. what I want to do in, in a Fire Emblem game. Um, but <clears throat> Three Houses is basically I'm gonna give you the short and short and dirty version. It's Persona meets Fire Emblem. 
and it's like and Hogwarts and yeah it's it's, it's <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter, Potter <laughs> persona with tactical fighting gameplay and that's an incredible combination and it is so <laughs> good it is so good um so there's a lot to talk about with this game we're gonna be we're gonna talk about it quite a bit right now um I want to say off the bat uh Black Eagles for life uh they're my <laughs> they're my goth family and I love them um they basically the game in the first hour um there's some you know silly contrivances that's like oh you know you're now at this at this monastery and the 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 head the, you know basically the the lady pope of of uh this, fire emblem yeah. uh she runs the monastery and she goes oh nice to meet you you are going to be a professor here <laughs> right and you're like a mercenary so you're like okay yeah and you have this awesome dad who, like, is a badass. What the uh, hell? It's so hard to get a teaching job here. What the <laughs> hell, man? Not in Eric Mock Monastery. <laughs> um, but you basically, you know, they're like, oh, we want you to be a professor. And her, like, right-hand man, Sedith, is like, what are you talking about? You don't even know this person. Like, he has a gun on his back. <laughs> he's always going on. He's always, like, the voice of reason when Lady Rhea is like. Oh, it's so nice yeah. to meet She's you. like. You are going to be a great professor here. And, like, you don't even know how old you are, and therefore nobody knows how old you are. So you're like, am I younger than the students? Am I, like, older? I have no idea. Nobody knows. So, like, she's going to be the professor? Like, there's this whole thing. But, like, right off the bat, you kind of get to meet these three main characters. Each uh, are the head of one of the three houses, right? So you have Claude with the Golden Deer, Dimitri of the Blue Lions, and Edelgard of the Black Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um you meet the three of them. You have like a little fight to like you know see stop the bandits. And yeah, stuff. and it and it basically shows off what everyone can do. Um, and then you're kind of forced to choose one of the three houses, right? So you're going to be the head professor of this house, whichever one you choose. And it is like kind of a Hogwarts type of thing. Um, so basically, what they do is they allow you to have like a little meet and greet with all the students. So like you you go to Edelgard and you're like. All right, let's let me introduce you. She's like, let me introduce you to all the students in my class, and then you get to like go through, and they say like little one-liners, and you get to read about them and who like who are. they are and stuff. So you don't have much to go on when you choose the house, no. right? Uh, the one that Dan chose. So I because be fair. Dan's playing with his sister. Yes. And his sister uh, thinks Dimitri is cute of the Blue Lions. So, so she went with, we went she went with, with the Blue, the Blue Lions. Lions. Adorable little 2D man. Yeah. The best so. thing. So I, I texted Dan, and I was like, dude, I picked Black Eagles. As long as you pick one of the others, I just want to like have a little conversation about like you know what the differences are, or whatever. Uh, once we once we get deep enough. All and, right. So and, that means I have to get the third one. Yeah, you got to go Golden Deer. <laughs> to be true though, Claude is actually my favorite. Like I yeah. Golden Deer sounds boring. No, I They're want, awesome. I wanted him. They're but so like, awesome. So my sister's a Fire Emblem fan. For so my like, money, this is what I'm going to say off the bat. You know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, whatever you want. <laughs> Golden Deer and Black Eagles are like way up here, like real close, one two. And the one Dan and chose Blue Lions <laughs> are the fucking cops, and they suck. <laughs> They're like a very like militaristic like establishment. It's my sister, man. You know that's funny. <laughs> um, now, an interesting thing, I'm not. I have to like dance around some spoilers, obviously, because I don't know how this game plays out with different houses. I know that if you choose the Black Eagles, which I did. And I didn't know this ahead of time. Okay. There is... So there's three main pathways, right? You choose one of the houses. You go down this main story path. There's a fourth option. And you can only get it if you have the Black Eagles. Uh-huh. And I did that option without realizing it. And it's actually something I don't want to do at all. But uh-huh. I'm already in I'm it. already stuck, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything about it more than that. I just want to say, if you're looking for an interesting like fourth thing... The only thing that I'm pissed off about is I wish I created a save before the decision oh, was made yeah. because I would totally go back. Like I do not – like I'm still happy with the story the way it's been going because I think it's actually a really great story. Um, but like for what I wanted and who my allegiance was to, like I am very upset with the way it went. Oh, Dan. <laughs> well, I just want to say I, yeah. Claude's my favorite. Yeah. Claude is Prince. <laughs> like is literally – like he just like loves everyone. The, the, the Golden Deer are basically like – not as good as Red Stag. The Golden Deer are basically like hippies that that like are like very meme, like they like speak in memes basically. Yeah, <laughs> they're like the fucking. Claude, uh, no, Claude's the best. All yeah. right, fine, I'm in. I yeah. wanted. They're I, awesome. I wanted Claude, but they're awesome. You know, 
was funny. Now, I've never played a Fire Emblem game. Now, the way you're describing this, obviously, it sounds like there's a lot of character interaction with yeah. one another, a lot of stuff this like game, that, especially yeah, at the beginning of that. Now, what, is there a... There's combat to Yeah, this game, so right? I'll explain. Right, right. Basically, the normal Fire Emblem gameplay, like in past games, mm-hmm. is tactical Final Fantasy Tactics style gameplay, right? Okay. So you're on a grid. You guys can move a certain number of tiles and then attack. You can... You can see how far the enemy can get and attack, whatever. So you're basically moving like into the breach, kind of similar. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a tactical, you know, it's a tactics game. Um, this game, the differences that they have, the things that they have changed in the combat are so huge. Like they basically made it so that into the breach style, each enemy has an intent based yeah. on. Right, it'll show you where they're going. So it'll show you who the, who's going to attack who. Aim. before you move okay so like you can you can basically click on one of your units move them to where you want to go and then say all right if i put my guy here what's going to happen and you'll be like all right all three of these guys are going to attack this guy and he's going to die so like i'm not going to do that i'm going to go over here so that's number one change that's like awesome incredible so it's like having like a premonition kind of yeah see right yeah kind of like x common cool. away it's kind of like that sort yes. of way you yeah, can yeah. cool but the difference the nice thing is you can actually move your unit there and then see, and then be like, okay, I don't want to do that. I'm going back. Backspace, yeah. Oh. Very nice. So you can place your chess piece down and yes. pick it back up? As long as your hand's still on it. As long as your hand's still on it. So that's, number one is awesome. Number two is you get, I don't know if Dan is even far enough to have gotten this, but uh, you basically have this, like, you, you don't know who the person is, but you have this other person that's, like, speaking in your mind that oh. nobody can hear. Her name's Sothis. I know. Who, well, I mean, we've met her. Yeah, but but she eventually gives you a power to reverse time oh, in the battle. So it's very into the breach style where you can have a certain number of time reversals in the battle and you can go back to any point in the battle. Like if you have done like 30 Not turns. Not just like one move. But yeah. each individual move and each turn. So you can literally be like, I'm 30 rounds in. I want to go 10 rounds back before I made that mistake. Boom, there you go. You're done. It is so fucking good. Like it is such a smart decision that really, really changes because I remember playing Awakening and I would get 45 minutes into a battle and my favorite person would die and then I would just reset to the beginning of the battle because that's the earliest you can go. Uh, and when a character dies, they're, they're gone. I mean, you can play, yeah. there's two modes. There's classic and then casual. Yeah. Well, casual, they don't die, but if you play the classic mode, you lose a character. They're dead forever, yeah. Forever, the whole but, game. But the thing I would say is do not feel, so I like playing on classic because I like the like stakes, right? Like it makes you think about the gameplay more than yeah. normally. Um, but if you are not a tactics game player and you just want to like do it, like play it on casual and I'm serious about it because there's no reason not to like, yeah. you will still get so much fun, like an enjoyment out of doing the combat yeah. and then you get to experience the they story. They would still die in combat. Stuff. They just don't disappear. So or they, they di- like they disappear yeah. for the battle. Yeah, that's so it. like they're and dead, they're, they're gone, and then they're fine. Now, the in day. in the classic mode where they do die for what happens if somebody just replaced that role? How does that happen? No, they're no, gone. They're yeah, just they're just like all their stories. You just go in, everything's man done. Down. Yep. So cool. eventually, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about that we haven't even touched. Yeah, but sure. uh, basically, the the way this game's broken down is there's two different video games. Basically, it's the tactics gameplay, and then it's your professor in the in the monastery yeah. right so for that you basically you get an option on each like sunday or saturday or whatever it is and it's like hey what do you want to do today you can do a battle like you can go take care of some bandits you can um spend like basically explore the monastery which is like where you talk to your characters yeah. get, get food, to know them eat with you them. know yeah, get, basically get your relationship closer with them. Um, you know, give gifts to people, recover lost items that people drop. Um, do you spend like, a, you know how like they'll give you a time here, you got 10 days. How do you want to spend that 10 days? Is it sort so of like So this that? one is you have one day. Okay. And if you're exploring, you have a certain number of like action points. Okay. So it'll be like, okay, if you eat lunch with, you know, these students, the then that's one point okay. down. If you train with Catherine, the sword master, you'll, your sword skill will go up, but that's one action point. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like running around and doing all these things with the students, and that, that's a huge part of it. 
but it's all but your other options are like i said you can battle on that day to get your guys levels up yeah for because at the end of each month is like a main battle event so you want to be prepared for that so you're basically exploring and and hanging out with the students you're doing battles. You can do a seminar, which is like... Yeah, that's actually my favorite. One of the professors or you um, basically teach about a specific topic. And anyone that has like a certain... like Ability to learn that or something yeah, like that. Th- yeah, they will attend and then they'll get huge bonuses to that stat it's so funny that's that this also, is like they have nothing to do with one another these it's like reminding me of madden when you're like playing franchise mode and you're hey you got 67 hours you want to yeah. go to the gym you want to tra- <laughs> <laughs> you know? but so the the important thing that i that i didn't mention is your your characters so you you know the students are the people that you're bringing into battle yeah. right they have an overall level but then they also have certain like levels on their attributes so it's like sword lance bow uh like you know reason which is dark magic uh faith which is light magic it's all these different things right and in order to like rank up like you can fire emblem always had like class system so like if you want to make a archer right you have to get that person to bow skill c plus and then they need to take a, a mastery exam and based on how good their stat is they have a certain percentage of passing so like if you get their stat to the c plus it has to be at they take that mastery exam they pass 100 percent pass rate huh. so they're good now they're an archer that's their specific class right same thing with like a <clears throat> you know a knight on a horseback or something like i think they call him a pal- paladin the early version of this oh, i thought it was polo player it's like they need <laughs> they need to basically upgrade their riding skill and their lance skill to a certain point and then take the mastery exam and then they'll rank up, right? So you're doing that. The That's seminars such an interesting thing, like a, a way of combining like that learning skill as just literally what it's school. Yeah. You know, like putting it into oh, yeah. school. It's, it's like it's you awesome. do it in all those games yeah. anyway. And that, that's smart. It's like really that. well done. And but, but but what I was what I want to say is like your the seminars boost that specific stat like hugely yeah and then every week on mondays or whatever it is you teach the class and you get to go in individually to each student and teach them independently so like you get to pick four students that day or as you rank up like i have like seven students i'm allowed to teach in that teaching day and you pick the skill and like press a on it and it like boosts it Mm -hmm. so you have like four uh, so you can do like, all right, I want to boost her bow skill twice and then riding skill once. And then that's it for her. I'll move on to the next student. So you're like allocating, you're kind of like min-maxing what you want your students to be good at specifically mm-hmm. to then eventually be a certain class mm-hmm. to then help in the battle. What's obviously. cool though is Definitely like if you yeah, like yeah. to get more points. So for example, like if you take a student out to like, you know, have lunch with them or you buy them a gift or something like that, they get like motivation points. So Which is what say, you spend on the the teaching. So let's just say about. like the, okay. the max happiness. That means that when you teach them, you know, you can, you know, teach them four new things yeah. as opposed to if they're just, you know, regular then you, you only teach them like two, two things you know yeah. things like that it's it's so, no such thing as normal <laughs> so that's why you're yeah, that's why you're rotating between exploring and spending time with the students to get their motivation up yeah and then going to you know I, the, it really does create a full customization there's so much experience it's, it's, you know which is perfect you know so many like cogs just going yeah. and yeah. the yeah. thing the thing that i love is as you get better like your relationship deepens with the students you'll get like little vignettes between you and the student or between student and another student and like the way that their uh, relationship deepens is if you know you spend time with them or do something with them or in battle if they're next to each other and they like kill kill someone or get like a good hit or something their relationship if they're like close to each other will deepen and then it will go to it'll show this like like you go to this little support tab mm-hmm. and you you click you know all right who is who is hubert you know closer with now click on him and then you'll see like a scene of them like something happens usually with like the c ranks it's like you're an asshole no you're an asshole <laughs> and then it's like their relationship is deepened <laughs> Like that happens all the time. Pro mode. <laughs> it cracks me up because it's like <clears throat> these people hate each other and it's like they're, they're now closer. <laughs> um, similar thing with the lost items. There are lost <laughs> items all over this monastery. 
<clears throat> and it's like these are the the nobles and like the best you know students and whatever and they're just constantly dropping all their shit <laughs> like it's like oh someone lost their like favorite sword here <laughs> oh someone lost their diary the scroll of infinite wisdom <laughs> yeah, has like, been dropped in the corner it happens all the time and it's just so fucking crazy oh, man. um but it's but yeah i mean the, the the good thing about this game is those little character moments are so good mm-hmm. and well done and then the overarching plot is actually really it's like a really interesting mystery is like how i would describe it like there's a lot of like what's going on with your main character what's going on with this monastery in general like what who am i yeah you're kind of asking a lot of questions it's it, it's really really well done um the, the other thing i wanted to mention about the battle system that that they change is it's no longer a rock paper scissors thing it used to be like bows are good against lances lances mm. are good against you know swords and swords are good against bows now it's everything is you know there are specific things that might do more damage against certain units but that's usually tied to a specific type of weapon like you'll get like a horse slayer lance that's like good against horses or you'll get like a hammer instead of an axe that's good against heavy armor you know like stuff like that Makes uh sense. It, it it always used to be like all right this guy's this type of unit let me get my guy over there to do that now it's kind of like Hey, my guy's just good. He can take on yeah. any of these guys, you know. Um, but yeah, I think um, overall, I, I have very little complaint about yeah, with this really game. Enjoying it. There's there are definitely problematic things in it, like like any yeah, no, of these definitely. kind of games where it's like, hey, you know, why are there only like two like same sex relationships in right. the entire game? Like it's really weird. Yeah. Like uh, and also, some of the way they characterize some of the yes, you know, the female. I mean, uh, in general, characters. like some of these characters in general are just like, all Trump, right, this yeah, guy just is tropes. fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other thing is, it's a little bit weird. So there's a five year time jump in this game. That's not a spoiler. Okay. At a certain point in the game, five years pass and then everything changes, right? Before You don't know that necessarily in the beginning of the game. So you're getting your relationship closer with these students, and you're like, is this, like, getting romantic with the student? Like, this is very uncomfortable. Like, very weird uh, situation. Um, but eventually, you know, it, it only you can only do, like, actual romance after the five-year time jump when everyone's a little bit older. Still a little weird, the <laughs> dynamic of a student and a, and a professor. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, game's not perfect. <laughs> but uh, for me... It's hitting all the right notes as far as story goes. Uh, the gameplay is great as always. Um, I'm just loving it. Yeah, it's um, a lot of fun. I'm not as far as you are, but I'm definitely enjoying my time with it. Yeah, something that I didn't mention that I love is the recruitment aspect of it. Have you have you seen any of this? I haven't recruited anybody yet. So you can, in your explore time, right, where you can run around the monastery and talk to students, you can like increase your relationship with students from another house, and they'll say, like, you'll try to hit recruit, try and convert them yeah and and they'll say like oh you know i really like you i'd like to to learn from you i'm just not ready yet and then it'll say like this person really appreciates like sword and strength so if you get your sword and strength high enough for the actual professor then if that and that person likes you then you can recruit them to your house so i have a couple of new people that are from other houses like felix is in your house normally Mm -hmm. he's with me now gotcha uh, Sylvain is also in the uh, blue lines, right? Yeah, like Sylvain with the red hair. Yeah, it's supposed to be the job of the sorting hat. Yep, <laughs> no sorting hat here. I'm <laughs> no the sorting hat. hat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have a couple guys that, that uh, are now Black Eagles that cool. weren't to begin with, uh, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that's really interesting about it is when you recruit them to your your class, they have support conversations with each other. So, like, somebody that wouldn't normally be in your house is now interacting with somebody in your house. So, like, they have interactions with every single character, and you just won't see them if they're not in your house. You know what I mean? Like, Do they, Does really that cool. create animosity between houses? Uh, not inherently, just by recruiting. Okay. Um, especially, yeah, no. No, no the, not really. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, okay. no. Um, but, yeah, and then, like I said, at the end of every month, there's a big main battle. Um, and it kind of advances the A plot and what's going on and, and, you know, some crazy shit happens. I mean, the, especially in, in my Black Eagles playthrough, like there's some dark stuff happening in this game, like really dark stuff. That's really interesting. Hmm. Um, and I'm curious to hear as you get a little further on with the blue lines, uh, what your experience is with that. I just watched Black I just, Eagles is definitely the best name. I just got to, 
Claude was my guy. Just saying. Yeah. Just want. I just want that to be clear. You know, your sister. I don't know why she has anything against Claude. She should have went with Claude. No, because she thought that you know she liked the blonde. She likes the blonde guy. <laughs> it's funny that between lions, even and- though we're obsessed with Prince, <laughs> honestly, like obsessed. He with is Prince. Prince. We have every <laughs> album Prince ever made. You blew it. We've seen every Prince. We've watched Prince's movies. I should have pitched. I don't even this. want to talk about those movies. <laughs> They're terrible, but we watched I, them. I should have pitched this because I think uh, well, would have would have maybe. We might have, have to. We might have to do another file. <laughs> <laughs> might just accidentally delete this file. Like, oops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I. I think that's mostly what I want to talk about. Fire Emblem. Um, there's okay. there's a lot more stuff going on. I mean, in the in the Explorer area, there's a greenhouse. You can. Uh, plant crops and then end up harvesting them you can go fishing catch fit like you know there's a lot to this game yeah uh, but i think we hit the main points and what i think makes it really really special cool. um so yeah like i said i mean i'm i'm i think my save is 37 hours um i'm past the five-year time jump it literally 35 hours is when it happens and, well, then, and then there's another the blip right and then there's another <laughs> 30 hours it after that long so. games um, cool. Yeah, I I I'm really excited to continue playing and uh, and see where the story goes. All right. That's Fire Emblem Three Houses. So, I think that's it for games. What we've been playing. Uh, we're gonna move into some news. Um, unfortunately, there is quite a bit of very sad, very depressing, very um, angering news. Um, but first thing i just want to say since i don't have a huge opinion on this because i am not a i don't watch a lot of streamers on twitch we were just saying the same thing before too yeah yeah Yeah. um but i will say ninja uh switched he's one of the biggest switch streamers he switched from twitch to mixer which is microsoft streaming service um the details of the uh negotiation or whatever are obviously not released i assume they uh backed up the brinks truck to him and uh, said take whatever you want um because that's a you know this guy makes a lot of money yeah i heard that when he switched like that whole thing i know a lot of people were pissed but i heard his first mixer stream was like his most watched thing ever wow so yeah it wasn't his most watched thing because he played fortnite with drake (laughs) oh and that was and that was like (laughs) really like you know he had like you know over a million like he just did one with jack black jablinski Wait, oh, he really? Did, he, yeah, did he, did Jack Black? he did one with Jack Black. I, oh, Jack no, no, no. Did one with I don't know if they, they played Minecraft together. Okay. That's, isn't that PewDiePie? Oh, maybe he did right. He did, maybe he did PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Oh, no. He Jack was Black calling out Ninja. He was calling out Ninja. Oh, that's yes. what I was. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Jack yeah. Black played Minecraft with PewDiePie. He played with PewDiePie. And, like, blew up his house or something like that. Stupid. What are you doing, Jack Black? Be better. Yeah, PewDiePie's the worst. I know exactly what he's doing. He is on YouTube promoting the shit out of Jumanji, and guess what? It's working. It's, yeah, it's working, honestly. <laughs> Jablinski. <God. sighs> yeah. You know, PewDiePie, we don't like you. No. And Ninja Ninja has said some things, too, that I'm not a, not a huge fan. Oh, but We don't like you either, Ninja. I don't think he's... Yeah, I don't think he has any real, like, bad... You know, I, I don't think he's intentionally doing anything bad. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's big news, especially for a lot of people that watch a lot of Twitch streams. Um but yeah, I mean, it's it's a big move for Microsoft. I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. They're. I, I have a feeling that they're gonna want him to stream the new Halo game when it comes out, and that this kind of set up for that. Guys, we need to get on this. We need to they're make some money. They're thinking ahead, man. They're thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah, I hate to tell you, I don't think we're. I don't think that's in the cards. Um, but yeah, just wanted to mention that uh, before we get into the bad stuff. Um, first thing, uh, obviously. Uh, there were some, a couple of mass shootings uh, this past weekend uh, in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> terrible tragedy, obviously. Um, thoughts go out to anyone yeah, so involved. Families and everybody. Um, but that, of course, spurned on. Nice, a nice thing that people like to do is uh, Place deflect from the fact that uh, they don't want any gun control that they decide to blame video games. Um, so basically our president, president Trump said, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. Um, and then Kevin McCarthy, house minority leader, um, 
started really going in on video games, talking about how they dehumanize individuals and blah, blah, blah. We've heard this before millions of times. All the time. It is so fucking stupid. And the best way to show you, there's this awesome little chart. I'm on Vox here. I saw, um, I saw actually Reggie Fizeme. I saw this too. Share this on Twitter. Um, there's this chart, right? And it shows video game revenue per person estimate for 2019 correlated with violent gun deaths per 100,000 people in 2017, this is. Japan, number one for video game revenue, basically has zero violent gun deaths per 100,000 people. South Korea, second most in video game revenue per person estimate basically zero gun deaths usa third on the list with four and a half violent gun deaths per hundred thousand people it's almost half a million people yeah and then every single country after the fact is zero right basically zero you got you got canada has a couple less than one for everybody else 0.5 france is 0.3 whatever italy 0.4 and it just, it's, I mean, I don't know how many times they have to bring out research talking about how. Yeah, no, the issue is obviously in the fabric of the, the laws and the systems. Yes. It's, not- it, it's very clear. It's very obvious to anyone with a brain. But for some reason, I, I mean, not for some reason, people need a scapegoat. That's not the thing that they want. You know what I mean? Right. So it's easy for people to play the blame game um and unfortunately uh the industry that we love and and uh you know always try to build up is the one that always gets blamed um the interesting discussion is always a violent video game for a specific person can of course be a factor in something that they want to do right Mm -hmm. just like a movie just like a book you hear about charlie manson with the you know helter skelter and the beat i mean it's the same yeah so it's a lot of i mean but the the real thing is when you're looking at it as a whole Mm -hmm. and you're saying we need to stop violent video games you're missing the point obviously like you're missing the point on a hundred different levels and it's just pathetic that this keeps coming up um it used to be fun to laugh at when they had Mortal Kombat in, you know, like propped up yeah. in front of everybody in the government, you know, and saying like, look at this, isn't this brutal? And it's fun to laugh at. And like, now it's not fun to laugh at because it's just like enough is enough. It's just, it's just so, like insidious yeah. to try to place the blame on uh, something that is just completely... Yeah, yeah. it just it shows the ineptitude of our leaders and mm. what's, what's... I just know. got a Google thing today on Google News. It was like that Walmart is going to stop advertising violent video games, yet you can buy a shotgun you in can the say, back yeah, of a Walmart. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's you know? in, yep. Exactly. That's people just missing yeah. the, the point. Mm-hmm. You still buy guns there, but you can't play... Gun, video games yeah. with guns or yeah, can't yeah. show video games with yep. guns. And, they're, and they're practically in the same section probably you know it's <laughs> like one <laughs> section a lot. it's and so it's, it's 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 really depressing and it, it it just sucks it really yeah. sucks there's no other way to put it um so boo. yeah boo these people yeah. um another terrible terrible situation is <clears throat> the esa this is the board, the governing body that runs E3, right? Okay. Basically, the way that this went down was <clears throat> this journalist, Sophia Narwitz, posted a video to her YouTube channel this past Friday night, and she described how you can access the personal records and which includes contact information of every single journalist that asked for a badge for E3 on the E3 website. So she says in her video, on the public E3 website was a webpage that carried a link simply titled Registered Media List. Upon clicking the link, a spreadsheet was downloaded that included the names, addresses, phone numbers, and publications of over 2,000 members of the press who attended E3 this past year. Wow. So initially you think about that and you're like, wow, 
that and again ineptitude is absurd mm-hmm. but what you don't think about is how vitriolic and like brutal people are especially to people in the games industry nowadays mm-hmm. where if someone has an opinion about something they don't like or they you know everyone talks about politics and video games right now it's a big hot topic where a bunch of fucking babies are like i don't want politics in my games and blah 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 so the hate that some of these people are getting is bad enough and now they have their they have their address and their phone numbers so i know numerous journalists that had to had hundreds of text messages that night. That's ridiculous. Had people like text, you know, sending specific threats, like I'm driving outside of your house right now oh and blah, blah, like terrible, Jesus. terrible things all because the ESA is that pathetically terrible. And it's, it's so embarrassing that something like this could even happen. And to begin. So number one, the worst thing is obviously that this stuff is accessible, right? <clears throat> Absolutely terrible. The irresponsibility of this person, Narwitz, to, then- to post that video explaining how to do it, it just boggles my mind. Like, how do you not know better than to do that? Because then it blew up from there. And then before they could even do anything, they were like, if people were already finding everybody's info and it was out there, right? So <clears throat> just kind of fucked up on, on so many different levels here. Um, and... Of course, just the worst is that they are doing absolutely nothing about it. And they are like, you know, they, they've, it's no longer accessible, but once something is out, you know, it's, it's out. on Reddit, it's, yeah. it's so on where they gone? everything, oh, sorry, like whatever. My bad. Yeah. So they're basically, basically, they basically sent out. So, uh, ESA emailed a notice to people who attended E3 stating, in the course of our investigation, we learned that the media contact lists from E3 uh, were cached on a third-party internet archive site. These were not files hosted on ESA's server or on the current website. We took immediate steps to have those files removed, and we received confirmation today that all the files have either been taken down or in the process of being removed from third-party site. Working with our partners, outside counsel, and independent experts to investigate what led to this situation and to enhance our security efforts. We're still investigating this matter to gain full understanding of facts and circumstances that led to the issue. So no like apologies, nothing to these people. No, they don't care. Um, so there are class action lawsuits coming out, obviously from the journalists as they should. Um, this is like a really sad, yeah, seriously, Get terrible thing. Get your shit together, ESA. That's terrible. That is like really, really terrible. No, it's bad. And Norwich, screw you. And already E3 was on its last legs. I can't imagine that these people feel comfortable going, going back after yeah. this. So, um, no, why would you? Honestly? Yeah, we'll see what happens next year. Obviously, you know, our <laughs> thoughts are with people that are being threatened by this and, and whatever else. It's just, Absolutely it's ridiculous. just fucking terrible. Absolutely, Absolutely terrible. Um, Dan, you have any more bad news for us? I do. I have one more. That's, oh that's also just terrible. Absolutely fucking terrible. Horrible. So, you know, the game Ooblets, does everyone know the game? It's, it's being published by Double Fine. Uh, it's an independent game oh, right, with, right, right. with the little creature. It's like basically like Animal Crossing ish yes. with like, you know, you're raising these little pets and stuff to come do stuff, right? It's this cute little game. They announced that they are doing a timed exclusive with the Epic Game Store, right? We've already heard in the past people for whatever reason are deciding that this is the hill to die on they hate epic game store exclusives they think it's not fair like market whatever that it's exclusive to the epic game store it's a lot of the same fucking people that, <laughs> that have a problem yeah, with exactly. that you know what i'm saying okay. like it's the wrong kind of people that, that are, are just toxic and yeah. terrible and they hate this kind of stuff right so <clears throat> the basically uh Gentleman Ben and his wife Rebecca are the creators of Ooblets. Um, and they he, basically, Ben wrote a story on Medium, um, basically describing what's going on with the whole situation, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with how he started content warning for the included screenshots involving graphic language, including racist, ethnic, homophobic slurs, threats, violence, rape, suicide, self harm, and other stuff. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read his whole article. Uh, but I'm going to read the beginning parts, kind of give you the intro, and then I'll read some of the screenshots. Um, he said, hey, this is Ben. My wife, Rebecca, and I have been the target of a pretty big internet storm for the last five days following our Epic Games Store timed exclusive announcement for Ooblets. 
We've been trying to make ourselves as available as possible to maintain an open discourse with newcomers, some friendly, some extremely aggressive, and unfortunately quite a number of them have decided to cross multiple lines in the realm of harassment. Uh, we wanted to take the time to put together an official statement in regard to all that. For the past three years, I've been interacting with an audience that has always been understanding, friendly, and appreciative of our very open and transparent style. Our devlogs, newsletters, and social media have always had a specific tone to them, reflected in the game as well. We don't take ourselves too seriously and maintain that throughout our multiple communication channels. It's been that way for as long as we've been around. That's why we were totally unprepared for the attention we got from the broader gaming slash internet community, which was fueled by a deep misunderstanding of the tongue-in-cheek tone as condescending and patronizing. I did expect a small percentage of that outside group to read our announcement, and I very naively thought that we, what we were saying might get them to see the whole epic game sort of debate as lightheartedly as we did. By engaging directly with that crowd, I mistakenly thought I could have some impact on their opinions and emotions and diffuse the situation with some lighthearted criticism of the main things that drove them to attack people. You can see how well that went. It was a stupid miscalculation on my part. Um, <clears throat> Our decision and announcement were immediately picked up by extremely polarized people on certain subreddits who began to flood our Discord and expand out across the internet. This further generated confusion and misunderstanding around our tone. Uh, to try to re-inject a little context into how you might conceptualize the situation, note that we've gotten literally tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, messages on every conceivable plat platform. We see a lot more than you ever could looking in from the outside, and the worst of it usually gets deleted or is sent to us privately. Here's a quick, brief sampler for taste. Again, serious warning. Apologies for not censoring these, but this is the reality. First one, I really hope you and your whore wife off yourselves after your game flops. It makes a lot of sense that you shoved your head in Epic's ass for a few extra bucks after finding out that you're a Jew. Oh, Jesus. Swallow bleach. He who seeks Patreon support then goes to Epic. Have fun with the three people that will play this abomination of a game. If I see you on the streets, you're going to have your face smashed in as a wake-up call, Mr. Entitled. This game is going to flop so hard, left my ass sucks. Actually, it already is dead, and I'm not going to say the next couple words, but they're not good. <laughs> um, have fun cutting yourself, kike. Oh, I forget. Next one after this will be the game on the Q BitTorrent queue. So you can ban if you want. Just don't disrespect PC gamers and expect to get away with it, you swines. You ignorant piece of shit. I hope you get knocked out and pissed on. Well done. Nice. In Discord. Scummy bastard. So just Jesus. like all over the place. Just cool can you imagine? Like, I, could you ever imagine being that no, angry about cool something like this? The thing, like, that, the thing that gets me fucking crazy with this is like... We're looking at another, like a, a separate launcher on PC that is free that has, like, I don't understand no, it never, at all. There's never a call for that sort of, like you said, no. anger and, and hatred. But that's the thing. But that, again, it's not, not like you're paying for something else. As Dan just said, it's ridiculous. free. That's ridiculous. what I'm trying to say ridiculous. is the there's thing, never a so excuse. obviously, it's, I don't care if, like, Whatever the circumstance, yeah, this is terrible. Even if he charged a million dollars, who but cares? But could you there's imagine, no, like, there's no. What is the argument here? Like, no. I don't get it. I just don't there's understand no what that. we are so mad about. That, no that's what that. I'm trying there's to figure true. out. Is like, what? Why? That's Why ridiculous. are we so mad? People got to cool out. It's stupid. It's, it's really stupid. It's terrifying. It's awful. I feel terrible for yeah. these developers. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, luckily they have a lot of support as well. Epic is backing them 100%, obviously. Um, they, uh, I think they're being published by Double Fine. If I'm not mistaken, they're obviously backing them 100%. It's just a terrible situation. I, I feel so bad for these people. For literally a business decision that has no bearing on anything. Like, I... I the, the thing... So, and the reason... I'm, I'm not downplaying. Obviously, the main concern here is how terrible these people are right mm -hmm. like awful god awful but it opens the conversation for what like are you that in love with steam as a platform like who gives a fuck i don't understand like what are we even Sometimes talking about like no, it doesn't make any sense it's not no that reason. you can't stream it yourself still it's it's, it's for not, like it doesn't it's, make any sense 
it is just so backwards. And I and I understand that the Epic Game Store is a newer platform and it may not be as stable or whatever as Steam, but like it fucking works fine. Like yeah. I use it for Hades, I use it for Outer Wilds, like I'm not talking about understand. the next fucking Zelda game. We're talking about like <laughs> But anything. Now the problem the real problem is the the people that are sending this, we're never gonna play Ubuds. No, they're just angry. They oh, were yeah, never yeah. going to play this game. No, they just want the attention online. But it's not even that they want the attention. They're it's like a angry yeah. about the Epic Game Store in general, and they're just lashing out at these people. It's like it's so frustrating because it's 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 like dogpiling on somebody that never deserved anything to begin with. Exactly. Like it's, they didn't do anything wrong yeah. at all. No. It's it's just so insane. So I'm I'm deeply upset by all this Seriously. stuff. It was a terrible news week, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to bring it down over and over no, and over again. We have to talk about but, these uh, things. But I think it's important to get this stuff out. Yeah. Obviously, um, the only way to fix it is to talk about it. Yeah. So I have two lighter notes. I'm going to end with, um, and they're both <laughs> Thanks, good. Dan. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta do something. Good, classic yeah. sandwich right there. Good <laughs> yeah. stuff, bad stuff, good stuff. That's right. <laughs> um, so the, the the good stuff is two games that are very exciting are both coming out um, early next week. Uh, at the time that you're hearing this, if it's Monday, uh, new game from Zachtronics, the guys that made Exapunks and uh, Opus Magnum, you know, those kind of games. They're actually making a story-based visual novel called Eliza, and it's coming out on Monday. The 12th. Eliza. <laughs> Instead of thornberries, <laughs> they're not uh, mermaids. <laughs> they're um, but, Is that a thornberries reference? I don't remember mermaids in the wild thornberries. <laughs> I think if Dan's spitting it out right now, it's true. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's called Eliza. Um, it was kind of surprise announced a few days ago, um, and they're excited because it's something new for them. They're doing a, a you know primarily story based game. Uh, there are, there are. I mean, the stories in in Zachtronics other games are good as well. Like the Exapunk story is really interesting, but the focus of it is those puzzles that you know really in depth, like you know cerebral puzzle solving stuff. Um, and for them to do just a visual novel, I'm, I'm very interested to see. Um, the other one is Dicey Dungeons. This game is by Terry Cavanaugh. Um, I've been following this game for a long time. It's kind of like a it's a similar to Slate Aspire kind of game, but it's with dice rolls instead of cards, mm. and you get different dice. Do yourself a favor, look this game actually, up. Show me, actually, I looked it up yeah, right yeah. before. It is an alpha, right? You could play. Yeah, but it, it, it's releasing the 13th. That's fantastic. So next Tuesday, coming up, cool. or nice. the day after you hear this, if you're listening to Monday, um, coming out on Steam um, and Itch. Uh, I'm really. I've been looking. I've been following this game for a long time, and I'm I'm really really excited to give it a try. Cool. Seems um, cool. Yeah. It's got a nice so, aesthetic, colorful. Yeah. So that's Dicey Dungeons and Eliza, uh, both coming out the week you hear this. Um, and that's gonna do it for the episode. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Shelby, for being here. Yeah, of course. Dan, I didn't say your name specifically, but I appreciate you. It's okay. I, I felt it. Uh, I and thank the, you guys. I saw the gaze. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and we will catch you on the next episode. Until then, peace. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circleback Podcasts or Circleback Gaming on any of these podcast services. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or Stitcher. By God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services. But you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us, our video version, on YouTube by searching Circleback Podcasts or Circleback Gaming. Uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.